This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we finish up the prophet Micah with What Does the Lord Require? Destruction of the Wicked, Awaiting the Salvation of God, Rejoice Not, O Enemy, and Who is a God Like You? Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or on your favorite podcast provider.
O Lord, open my lips. And I O God, to deliver me.
Luke chapter 1. In the days of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah of the division of Abijah, and he had a wife from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and statutes of the Lord. But they had no child, because Elizabeth was barren, and both were advanced in years. Now while serving as priest before God, when his division was on duty, according to the custom of the priesthood, he was chosen by lot to enter the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And the whole multitude of the people were praying outside at the hour of incense. And there appeared to him an angel of the Lord, standing on the right hand of the altar of incense. And Zechariah was troubled when he saw him, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son. And you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great before the Lord. And he must not drink wine or strong drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch. saved, and Israel will dwell securely. This is the name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. is a Catholic one on Fairfield Avenue. Lutherans do not have an aversion to name their church as John, but it's for the younger son of Zebedee, the writer of the fourth gospel, and not that John of whom Jesus said of those born of women, he was the greatest. Of course, the one exception, Jesus made him for himself, who is least in the kingdom of God. Still, it is difficult to explain why it is hard 
to find a Lutheran church named for the man who in God's eyes came in second to Jesus. Jesus was, John was not just another prophet, but he was the one prophet in which all the other prophets were bundled. John put in place the form of baptism so that at the font we pass with Moses through the Red Sea out of the slavery to sin and follow Joshua through the Jordan with the mark of the triune God on our foreheads. At his baptism by John, Jesus was designated by the voice from heaven as the beloved son who took the place of Isaac as the sacrifice for sins. By John baptizing Jesus, the entire Old Testament was coming to life. Christianity is not just a matter of words. It's a matter of things happening. And when the imprisoned John sent a message to Jesus asking whether he was the Christ, Jesus answered, go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. God's words are punctuated by events that really happen and things that really exist. They are not promises suspended in midair, but they are things which we can touch with our hands. At least that's what the Apostle John said in his first epistle. For not believing that his wife Elizabeth would have a son in her old age, Zechariah was given a sign of God's displeasure. The father of the one who Isaiah said would be the voice of one crying in the wilderness to prepare the way of the Lord lost his voice for not believing what God said. As the neighbors gossiped about what kind of son Elizabeth would have, the father who had the answer could not say a word. His tied tongue was a sign to him of his unbelief and a sign to us that he was a prophet. When God untied his tongue, Zechariah ushered in the New Testament era with the Benedictus announcing that everything that God had promised through the prophets since the beginning of the world was about to happen. Now from his childhood, John knew that the tied tongue of his father was a sign of his father's unbelief. But it was also a sign to John that he was a prophet. His father's unbelief is a replay of the unbelief of Sarah laughing when she heard that in spite of her old age, she would have a son. And every time she called her son by his name Isaac, which means laughter, she was reminded of her unbelief. And as always, God has the last laugh in doing things that we do not anticipate. Devotions in the home of Zachariah and Elizabeth consisted of singing the Benedictus. Why not? A psalm that is all about God and what John would do. It's theology in 
poetic form. Blessed be the God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up for us a horn of salvation in the house of his servant David. The key words are visit, redeem, and horn of salvation. Visit does not mean a come-and-go weekend trip to, back to Nebraska. God visits his people with the specific purpose of redeeming them by offering himself up as the purchase price for sins. Check the Greek out for yourselves. Let's put this in dogmatic terms. Without incarnation, there is no atonement. And without atonement, there is no justification. And all this the prophets had preached since the beginning of the world. The God of Israel did not work salvation simply by speaking a word of absolution, but by offering himself up as a sacrifice. The God of Israel is Emmanuel, the God who is with us. And after he, his resurrection, Jesus reinforced that he was Emmanuel by saying, Lo, I am with you even to the end of the age. And he told us that this, his presence would happen when we share the sacrament with him. This is what Jesus said. I shall not drink again of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. By Jesus' resurrection, the Father's kingdom, which John announced was put in place. Here in the church, Jesus is present so that the blood which he poured out to God as a sacrifice could become a sacrament to us. As you sing the Benedictus, you will find a summary of our faith. The Benedictus would make, also make a good Christmas card. Blessed be the God of Israel, who has visited and redeemed his people and raised up for us a horn of salvation in the house of his servant David, just as he promised to Abraham and his seed forever. Those words carry more weight than simply saying, Merry Christmas. Now for a footnote. John the Baptist ended his ministry by having his head severed from his body. His crime were sermons, or was sermons, that were not politically and theologically correct. Did you ever think of what happened to his father, Zechariah? After all, it was the father and not his son who gave us the Benedictus. The answer may lie in these words of Jesus. Upon you will come all the righteous blood shed on the earth, from the blood of the innocent Abel to the blood of Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, whom you murdered between the sanctuary and the altar. The Messianic age had come, and it comes with martyrdom for its preachers. We rise for the Benedictus.
In our prayers, we give thanks to God for the birth of a daughter, Lucille Ruth, to Luke and Aaron Auden. O Lord, hear my prayer. Stir up our hearts, O Lord, to make ready the way of your only begotten Son, that by his coming we may be enabled to serve you with pure minds. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Merciful Father, you add to the generations of mankind. This day we, get, we thank you for the birth of Lucille Ruth. By the gracious working of your Holy Spirit, help her to grow in your nurture and admonition, that she may bring glory to you and serve others in your name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power, and grant that this day we may fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by your governance, may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Amen.